physiques podcast coach kenneth what's up and i coach laura we are here to talk to you today a little bit further about habits last time we spoke and it's been a bit because i was at the olympia you were at the olympia tell us about your the week at the olympia what were the high points what was the excitement (sighs) oh wait before you do that i want to show you something hang on do you see my new mug there's a pug on it there's a pug on the mug I, w- I wish I could show my pug, but he's not. Uh, anyway, so I had to show you that. This is a Christmas gift from one of my clients. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Olympia. Back to the Olympia. Yeah, so for the people that don't know what it is, because our clientele who listens to the podcast is not all bodybuilders, it is essentially the bodybuilding Super Bowl. Oh, so I like that. The greatest bodybuilders in the world show up in one place. And they compete in all their various divisions. And uh, it was in Las Vegas. Not a huge fan of Vegas. Was there all week. Uh, Lots of excess. But other than that, the show was amazing. It was probably pretty historical in terms of the amount of competitors there were. It was a record amount. The, uh, the, The judging was spot on, which is rare. Usually, like, you're come away from a competition like that and you're like, and I think they screwed that up or I think they didn't do well over here or whatever, but mm-hmm. everything was pretty spot on. <clears throat> and then uh, the, it was just super competitive, like super, super competitive. The energy was really high. Like you have a pre-judging, which is where they do the majority of who's going to win, right? Mm-hmm. When they line everybody up, and then they have a finals, which is where they kind of show, they showcase their posing and then they finish up the judging portion and then they announce who wins at finals. And so uh, at pre-judging for the open bodybuilding class, it was probably the most intense thing I've ever watched. Wow. They probably posed those guys for 30 minutes, which is a long time. And that's, I mean, that posing, that's a workout in itself. Yeah. If you ever do it, uh, and you if have, I ever do it, if you ever do it. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, <laughs> if, if you ever do it and you do it for any length of time, you'll realize how out of shape you are. Right. Yeah. So, and so with that being said, are you, are you ready to announce that or what? No, let's just keep that under wraps for now. You sure? <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, I'm, you know, I'm just beginning the journey with you of, of, you know, you haven't made the decision yet. No, I have made the decision. You know how it is when you say something, we talked about that with that, our habit, you know, our our podcast last time with when you say something out loud, right? It, it becomes reality. It, yeah. Um, So I'm just beginning the process of saying it out loud. Right. So, yeah. 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 So yeah, it'll be fun. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. So we'll talk about it when I have like beginning pictures and such ready to go. And then, then we'll right. talk about it, but back to the Olympia, I think that's amazing. I love your, your characterization of it, that it's like the super bowl of bodybuilding, because for me, that just gives me this beautiful picture of y'all sitting in, you know, the audience 
in your little cheerleader skirt with the little half top and the little pom poms. Like, <clears throat> I mean, that's what I have been about. I have been in a deficit for about six months, so I feel like feeling lean and mean. I, I think I would look pretty good in a cheerleading <laughs> outfit. <laughs> well, I think we have your outfit for the next podcast. I think we should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should do a photo shoot. What do you think? Oh God, that would be fabulous. I've always, always kind of wondered what the, why the photo shoots matter. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do one and I'll learn. Oh yeah. You mean, and like for social media, you can put it all in social media and. Yeah. Could you imagine me wearing a cheerleading outfit and posting that on my business page? I think that you may open your doors up for a whole new set of clients. Yes. That for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. I think you're right. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, that's awesome. I'm glad you had the opportunity to go to the Olympia. Honestly, I saw the pictures and the videos that you posted and it looked ridiculous. Like the stage, the lighting, the whole, like, Oh no, it's like a, it's a, it's a world-class event the way they put it on. And the coolest thing is, is like, there's a lot of Instagram famous people. Right. I got to hobnob with a bunch of famous people, at least in our world. Right. And so, um, that was new. Usually I'm just like average Joe kind of sitting by myself watching the show, but I got to watch it. I got to watch it with some pretty cool people, some famous, some famous ish people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and being recognized a little bit would be nice. It was nice. So. Hey, everybody, if you want to go check out some of those pictures of Kenneth and the videos, um, go to uh, Foundry Training on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. You got to do Foundry Training Nutrition. It's all one word. Foundry Training Nutrition. Write that down. You're going to want yeah. you're going to want to go there. I promise you're going to want to go there. Yeah, check um, yeah, super cool. That sounds like an interesting week for you. Yeah. And then the flight home, which should have taken five hours, took 12 because we had an emergency medical event happen. And you were the expert. We, I had to help, yes. <laughs> um, well, hey, we people. won't get into the dirty. Yes, uh, but you know what? Don't, don't, here's, here's the, the fun fact from that is, um, even though we are, quote, health coaches or functional health coaches, we kind of know our stuff. So um, Kenneth was a, uh, how do we say it? part in trying in in saving this guy because i was aware that he was probably diabetic and i had a glucometer on me right yeah yeah Yeah. um but yeah uh it was it was interesting because we had we had to land the plane um in in an emergency in tulsa we sat there for two hours on the tarmac Mm. And it was another two hours once we finally got in the in the air. And so I was up for 24 hours or more. Um, that's why we didn't do the podcast yesterday and we did it today. Yeah. And uh, so it's been a it's been an up and down week, but glad to be back home and back into routine and, and talking to you and doing the podcast. And and uh, what are we talking about today? I was going to say, speaking of routines, um, we oh, yeah. Are, yeah. How do we make routines? We create habits, right? And uh, we were going to talk a little bit today, a little bit more in depth, right, about habits. Because last time we talked about 
kind of what are habits and how do you create those and what does that look like and start small and that kind of a thing. But we really didn't get too, too <coughs> involved in it. Um, and I know that everybody, you know, we always want to meet people where they're at, right? Every client you have, every client I have, um, when we first meet them, we first do that dis discovery call that helps us know where you're at, right? We want to know, and we want to meet you there. And so that's when we formulate our plan to help you start moving in the right direction. Um, and of course, as we move over through time, right? Those, those plans change and things happen and we have to meet you where you're at every single day. But um, you have an interesting client case uh, that I thought it would be interesting to talk about because your person is coming back to you, um, yep. but where you're meeting her is a totally different spot. Yeah. Um, so I worked with this girl for, well, I mean, she was the beginning of Foundry. So uh, years uh, working with her and she was competitor and uh, hands down best, one of the best clients I've ever had. Um, you know, adherence wise, she was always a hundred percent. You know, she was the type of uh, competitor that if I had her doing two hours of cardio, uh, instead of quitting, you know, when it gets really hard, she's calling me on the phone, crying, looking for the motivation to finish her 45 minutes left in her second hour of cardio. And let me take a time out for a second. You don't always have to do two hours of cardio. Don't start the judgment train. Like public that. service but announcement. <laughs> all very like, this is very specific to a particular person. So let's don't go down the rabbit hole. But um, in this particular case, you know, she's calling me and I'm able to encourage her through the, the cardio and she just never stops. She never quit. And, you know, it's one of those things um, is rare. Usually you have people that have a breaking point and her breaking point never seemed to really show up. Um, <clears throat> but ultimately she had a hiatus for a little bit. Um, and I think uh, when she left, her life kind of fell apart to a degree, at least her norm did. And now she's got this new norm and her health is, is probably the worst I've ever seen it. And um, I, uh, I talked to her initially on the phone and then I realized that I knowing somebody for that long and coaching them for that long and having a phone conversation and realizing like they're not that person anymore. I had to fill out an intake form. And once I had the intake form, you and I both went over it and it was just like, doesn't this sound like she doesn't have much hope? left, you know, for her, for herself. And um, so ultimately this, it was timely because we're trying to meet people where they are. And with this person in particular, I didn't have to meet her in a particular place prior to this because she was already where I needed her to be. Wow. And now um, she, she's at the lowest point I think I have of any other client you know, 
her adherence is going to be very low because she just hasn't been in a routine mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. Uh, she's been out of the gym for probably 10 months. Um, she hasn't been eating healthy. She's had, you know, poor habits outside of, uh, you know, her norm. So, you know, bar smoking, whatever, those types of things. So you, which is fine if that's what you want. Right. But right. ultimately yeah. like she's coming to me going, I want to get back to my former self, which was nowhere near where she is now. Mm -hmm. So Laura and I sat down and talked a little bit and we talked about tracking habits. And so I created a spreadsheet where she's got a day for every, every week mm -hmm. or a day for every, yeah, a section for every day of the week. And then across the header, I have her sleep routine. Did she nail it? You know, did she nail the meals? Yes or no. Um, did she have any alcohol drinks? Yes or no. How many, you know, did you do your walk today? Uh, all it goes all the way into how's your mental health that particular day? Mm -hmm. You know, how did you do self care things like read and journal and all of those things? Because I think what you and I both have realized over the course of working with each other, you know, as a client coach relationship, but also as a colleague relationship that mental health is the core thing that has to be in place for anybody to make real change, mm -hmm. have success. Yeah. So that's yeah. the other piece of this, you know, her mental health has taken a drastic dive and, you know, you have to be patient as a, as a coach, because especially if you have a history of that person, you're like, man, you, you were the toughest girl. Like you were the toughest girl that I've ever known in the history of women. And then now you can't go to the gym. Like you haven't been going to the gym and you don't want to, you're in the parking lot and you're scared to go in the building mm -hmm. because of the mental side of it, that you're going to let yourself down when you go in there or something. And so we're working through all of these intricate little tiny things that you would think don't matter one bit but it adds up to the full outcome of where she really wants to be and you, you know, know what i love about that though i think yeah. i think let's backtrack a little bit with what you're saying <laughs> to get to the nitty-gritty is um she has this big goal that you're talking about she doesn't have the bandwidth we talk about bandwidth a lot right the mental capacity to to kind of get there just sitting it you know like you said that illustration of sitting in the parking lot and like can't even bring yourself to get out of the car how do we get someone into a position where their bandwidth is bigger and what you're doing for her is that habit tracker that you've created and i it's big people i mean it is but all it is is check the box right so if you think about to-do lists how do to-do lists make you feel great when you can check the box yeah. it feels so there's these little what you're building for her right are these little tiny check boxes of success right yeah it's and, she, and it's super visual too it's not it's not like just keep that in your head right it's on paper you can see those little tiny check boxes of success yeah and i i see it in other clients too like i have one guy that's really struggling through 
a health phase. He's going through gut protocol. He's really down himself. And I think bodybuilders, um, when, when they come up through the traditional pathway of bodybuilding, it's what we do as functional health coaches. And then we integrate that into bodybuilding. That's completely opposite of what, what the norm is. So I have this guy who's like nuts and bolts, bodybuilding trained to the death, mm. you know, eat chicken and rice, you know, <laughs> this really basic bodybuilder who's he's got potential and he's a, he's a hell of an intelligent guy, but trying to train an old dog, new tricks is difficult. So he's in this gut per call and he just called me one day and he's like, I gotta be honest with you, man, this fucking sucks. This is the worst thing I've ever done and blah, blah, blah. And what I had to do, I had to pull up a photo of before and a photo of now. And Laura, his waist on both sides has come in two inches since after the gut port call. Well, every other, every pose he's had in the past, his problem area is he's got a wide ass waist. Yeah. Well, you take four inches off his waist and he looks like a bodybuilder all of a sudden. Yeah. Right. So I had to show him like, look at this. And he's like, all right, all right, I I can handle what we're doing. Let's just fucking go. So, you know, with, um, with Caitlin, she, she told me I could use her name. Um, she, um, she needs, she needs to know that what she's doing is mattering mm-hmm. or it matters, I should say. And so the check boxes, I think, you know, not only is it, it's interesting too, cause she's very like uh, planner type person. Mm-hmm. Right. So for a planner type person, if you can check off the box that you succeeded that particular day, even if you look at the whole list, because like you said, it's a wide list and you check, check, check. Oh, I missed this one. Check, check. I missed this one. So you got 10, you got 10 out of 12 in the day when you're coming to me at the very beginning, when you're like, I don't have any checks. I I can barely get out of bed. Mm -hmm because I feel miserable. Um, and then all of a sudden the confidence level, because let me tell you what she is. She's nothing of what she is right now, right? She's not that person. The person that she is, is resilient, strong, caring, consistent. You know, I I mean, she's constantly like changing. Mm -hmm. So, she needs to be reminded of the fact that she's not in this negative place and she is worth putting in the effort and taking care of herself, not for me or for her family or any of those things, but for her. And it's, it's learning that, that self-love kind of a earlier conversation we had today about one of your clients and your epic words of wisdom. (laughs) And you can share that. So I think what we're really doing is we're teaching people to, to learn self-love. And I will tell you this, I have another client, Erin, I was talking to her about the situation because it's kind of all hands on deck with people that know her because she's been such an integral part of, uh, of the team for a long time. Erin, um, close friend of mine, client, 
I was like, you know, what do you have any suggestions? Because Aaron came out of fucking nowhere, Bill. She was a vegan. She was she had an eating disorder. She was bipolar depressive. She was she was self-sabotaging. She's in the worst shape. And then now she's in a happily monogamous relationship with a brand new baby girl and she's healthy and beautiful and she's back in the gym and she's only gained six pounds postpartum and or I don't know how much it is, but I don't think it's that much. And then ultimately she's in this wonderful place. And who does she credit it to? Me, but she shouldn't. She should credit to her because she was the one that did the work, right? She's the one that did the self-love, but I had to teach her to love herself. Mm -hmm. So this is what she told me. She's like, you need to tell Caitlin that when she eats her meals, it's her taking herself on a date. Mm. And I was like, huh, that's really good. That's really good because that is taking intentional time to not be on your phone, yeah. to not do anything other than eat your meal and love yourself in the moment. Yeah. And I just thought, man, if all of my clients thought that way. But, and you know, you, you bring up a really good point because we, we are here not to do the work. We're here to walk beside people doing the work. And that's exactly the same conversation I had with one of my clients today. Anne, shout out to Anne. Um, Anne is this amazing woman who I walk beside every day. And she said to me today, I couldn't have done this. Like, you're the one who did this. And just like you, I'm like, I, I didn't do this. You do the work. What we do is we build the structures to help you pay attention and be aware, right? Yep. And and we build success for you right we yeah. build the the ability for you to feel your success that's what we do we create that space for you and then and then we celebrate you when you do it and when you don't make that success we help problem solve with you yes and look back over that and say how can we overcome that next time next time is always a great thing right like you haven't gotten there yet but we can get there and like with ann i was talking this morning with her is she she so in, this is great this is how midwestern i know you're from north carolina this is what midwestern people do we do this we go oh yeah i know yeah and i'm gonna get minnesota on it yeah yeah i know i know i know i did the work but but uh you know it was it was all willpower it's all willpower and you know and and i said and she said what i said now you can tell me that i'm blowing smoke whatever you want i said but there is no such thing as willpower. I don't believe in willpower. I don't believe in willpower at all. Willpower is just another way of saying, I made a decision to do a thing. I held myself accountable to do it because I made that promise to myself. Yes. And then I made the choice to do it, right? So it's like, uh, like you're talking about with meals, right? I know that I want to reach whatever goal it is, right? So in order to do that, to feel better, to lose weight, all the above, I need to eat this meal. Right. Wait a second. There's a whole sleeve of Oreos right in front of me that I could have instead. Wait, right. 
So in willpower has nothing to do with this, right? It's all about, okay, be aware, get connected to yourself. We talked about that too. Connect to your body, connect to yourself and go, hang on. I know that if I eat this meal, I'm going to get closer to my goal. I know I'm going to feel good. I promised myself that I would do what it takes to feel better, be healthier, look different. And I'm yeah. going to hold myself accountable to make the choice to eat the meal instead of the cookies. And she's like, that's amazing. And I go, that's the truth. Yeah, and that, that's the end result of a habit tracker. That's like way down the line of a habit tracker, because that's when you love yourself enough to hold yourself accountable and make the right choice for yourself. Yeah, that should be, that should be a t-shirt. What? Love yourself enough to hold yourself accountable. Right. You, Cause here, the worst thing you can do for your mental and we talked, you and I talked about this before too. What we do mostly is that mental capacity. I mean, everything we're talking about with habits. Yeah. We have to create the habits because your body's not going to change and not get healthy unless you do these things. But in order to do those things, we have to get between the ears. Yeah. Right. And when you make a promise to yourself and you don't keep that promise, that's devastating. Oh yeah. Like I would say, huh? I'd say that's the most devastating. It is on every level. Because I, I, you know, I've done, I've been there. I've done, I've done that. And like, I think, you know, prior to this year, there's been plenty of times where I've maybe done something that I promised myself I would never do, or I didn't do something that I promised myself I would do. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm in this space where, you know, even like, we're talking about my business and, and growing my business and not exactly being where I want to be and all that stuff. You kind of feel the same way about yours and stuff like that. And so, you know, making the promise to ourselves to do the things, to put ourselves out there mm -hmm. to help grow our business is part of loving ourselves as coaches, right? right? Because that's a desire of ours. So, whatever desire you have that's a healthy desire that you want to nurture mm -hmm. have to love yourself to put forth the work and the effort and the habits to make the outcome happen the difficult part the difficult part of it all is what you said it earlier to me before this podcast patience oh thank you patience yeah because in the world that we live in, you have dopamine seeking habits, yeah. scrolling Instagram, Facebook, virtual you're waiting, reality, you're waiting for a like, a like, Amazon waiting, Prime. or yeah, like, I mean, when's the last time? Well, your, your reality of Amazon Prime and mine are two, two different things. So you live in the middle of nowhere and I live <laughs> in Raleigh. So I literally, I literally could order a few things, like a handful of things, and it would be here within an hour because there's a, there's a warehouse facility, um, you know, right down the road. And then, then there's, it's a very rare thing that I don't have what I've ordered tomorrow. Mm. Now you, it's like, I give or take two or three days, but. Two or three still, days? What are you talking? I'm looking at five <laughs> to seven. That's my Amazon Prime. So that's the thing is like, I think 
in this world where we have everything at our fingertips all the time, it's very difficult to be patient with the outcomes. So what we have to do is be patient with ourselves. And I think that's what I'm trying to grow in my clients, especially with, with Caitlin here, because I, I can tell she wants to be where she used to be mm. more than anything. She's very passionate about bodybuilding. She's very passionate about her health. And all of a sudden, you know, life hits you in the, in the face and things go haywire and you lose track of that. And so you used to be this person over here. Now you're this person over here and you, it's more sustainable if we gradually walk there yeah. rather than trying to jump, because if you jump, you're not going to make the distance you haven't been prime to do that. So, you know, it's like, be patient with yourself, love yourself, date yourself, you know, do these things for you. And then, you know, I always found that, unfortunately, me being a guy, it's like, when I did something, it was like for revenge, or for some other reason other than myself. Mm. I think doing things for ourselves is the best reason. And it may not always start out that way, but it needs to transition into that. Yeah. Here, so. you know, if you don't take care of yourself, you don't love yourself. There's, I mean, that's your first relationship. If you don't do that, you don't have the capacity to do that for other people. You right. Just, well, I think. Not well. I think, I think the way to say that is you don't have the capacity to do that well for other people. Yeah, not well. Because what I do find is. The people who don't love themselves well, they do everything for everyone else. For everyone else. <laughs> but they don't do it well, right? Like there's usually no boundaries there. There's usually no, uh, no one's pouring back into them. It's a very lonely place to be. And if you love yourself and you're self-aware with yourself and you know the things that you're capable of doing and not capable of doing, and then your cup is full, then you can actually pour from that cup. If you have an empty cup, I mean, you might get a drop out, but what does that drop do for anybody? Not yeah. really anything. Yeah. And especially if that person isn't loving themselves, then all you're doing is creating a codependent relationship. Yeah. So, um, and that part, I mean, I think for a lot of people nowadays, loving ourselves is they feel is a selfish thing to do or, and we're put in a position and I know we see this all the time. I see this with clients all the time is they're like, I know, I know everything I need to do, but I'm really overwhelmed. And it's like, okay. Yeah. So we start by building those small successes and building those habits. Right. And you pick one or you pick two and you celebrate, right. You take the time to go. I did that. Yeah. And it's like today I had another conversation with a client and, and it was, talking about training and with this particular client I was like I need you to not I, I want you to train but I don't want you to like don't get wrapped in the, in the axles about training I really want you to work on your sleep mm -hmm. I want you to work on your sleep and your food if you work on your sleep and your food I have a sleep routine for most folks right so if they're nailing that sleep routine and they're nailing their food, 
then when they actually go to train, it's going to go, it's going to go really well. Yeah. It's kind of like you today. You're like, I'm sore, but I'm not as sore as I thought I would be after the brutal new training <laughs> workout that I gave you. Yeah. So it's because you're checking your boxes, right? Now tomorrow might be a little bit different. You might be a little bit more sore, but ultimately if you, if you check the boxes and you're eating the food, then you, you're going to be fine. And that's where like, as a coach, we have to peel back what particular things does that person need to focus on first before they focus on the big picture because the big picture is our that's our job yeah and with that particular client i was like you know the next thing is we're gonna get your blood work once we know what your blood work looks like then we can implement some other things and then you know this is this is the big picture this is what i want you to have big picture wise but it's bricks it's stacking those bricks right and uh talking to trey and we'll have Trey on in the next episode. Yeah. Um, Trey was talking about stacking imp- imperfect bricks. Mm. Sometimes they're imperfect, but they, they're still stackable. Yeah. So that's where, you know, not being perfect, but being consistent mm-hmm. is the key. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. I was, when I was talking to Ann, my client today, um, I said to her, I said, you know, uh we she's lost 35 pounds in seven months she's never been in a calorie deficit that's amazing yeah she's never been in a calorie deficit what did we do we stacked the bricks what did we focus on the bricks we didn't focus on anything yeah we didn't focus on the goal all we did was work on, like you said, we worked on sleep, we checked the boxes. And we got at first, we weren't checking very many boxes, right. But then we continued to work. And we continued to focus. And we continued to check more and more boxes and check more and more boxes. And she's still so what we want is more ands. Can I have an and please? (laughs) Right. So it's, uh, yeah, it's amazing. It's it's really it's it's taking that big vision of what your goal is, narrowing it down to those habits that we've talked about and checking the boxes every day. And like you said, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be every box every day. We wanna be consistent and we wanna pick the ones that we're gonna be consistent with first, because if we get consistent with those, yep. then they just become normal and we don't need to even worry about checking that box anymore because we just do it. Right. Because we've we've made that we've had that conversation with ourselves we've set that goal of that thing and we have held ourselves accountable right and we have loved ourselves enough to do that piece and now that's just what we do every day that's self love and it's interesting like like kind of wrapping that up I know that when you went to Vegas part of your self love was to make sure you had your meals. Yeah, actually, yeah. that was that was probably one of the only things that got me through some of the days, because I was leaving. I you know I was going to meal prep and all these things. I talked to my coach, and he was like, "Just do this custom meal prep option to where it's very detailed. You can match your macros and uh, just eat that." And once I got my meals, it was like the pressure was off mm-hmm. for the rest of the week because I knew I was going to stay on plan because I'm in the middle of a health phase cut per call. And it was interesting before that, before this week off, you know, in Vegas, 
Austin was like, we'll see how this week goes. Like I could tell he wasn't like bought in to the fact that I was going to make it well, you know, he was like, yeah, we'll just see how it goes because I'm ready to be out of the gut protocol. Yeah. Well, a day into the gut, a day into the week, all of my bowel movements have been solid and it's been consistent. And I just got off a call with him and he's like, a couple more weeks, we're done. Yeah. And then it's time to, to grow. And I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Jesus. I know that feels bad. Yeah. Uh, yes. So it, that's the thing, though, is like, I was just stacking the bricks over the weekend or over the week. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have any expectation that he was going to say that to me. But now that I'm on the other side of it, I'm glad I did everything I could to stay on plan while I was away. Yeah. And, and you know, the other, the other last piece, and I'll, t- and I'll let you talk. The last piece is even as, I mean, we're coaches, right? So we, we got to lead by example. Yeah. If I go to Vegas and I just fall off and I don't do what I'm supposed to do, then I can't look at my clients and be like, what are you doing? Why'd you fall off? Yeah. You know, because yeah. I can't relate to them if I don't do the right thing when no one's looking and make the mistakes that I've already made and I already learned from them, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I love what you said about <clears throat> that by having that done for yourself, by planning and prepping and doing that work ahead of time, it made everything easier for you. And that, you know, when we talk about creating those habits, it's not supposed it. Yeah. In the beginning, it's challenging because it's different. But having those habits become routines and just become part of who you are actually makes life so much easier because then you don't have to think about those things and when the other big things come up you already have these things in place so that you can yeah you're more resilient and i think that's what we have to do with our clients especially going through health phases and things like that is we want to build resiliency and it's because you know i don't want client i don't want if if i have a client that's been with me for 20 years then we have a problem right they either they're they're either a family member and I can't get rid of them <laughs> or it's a codependent relationship. that's not good. Or they just want the accountability. That's the only acceptable answer. Right. For a long-term client like that, because I'm not being a good coach. If you can't take what I'm teaching you and run with it yeah, and live your life, you know what yeah. I'm saying? There, yeah. That education piece is so, so important. Right. Yeah. T- telling you, you know, letting you in on why we're doing what we're doing, letting the client in on, okay, this is what your body's telling us. This is why we're doing this. This is how this works. Right. But it's also that, I mean, to, I think it's the title of the podcast is to love yourself enough to hold yourself accountable. If you hold yourself accountable, you don't need me. Yeah. Not if I've taught you everything you need to know. Yeah. No, like, it's going to be fine. You're going to be fine. You're going to probably fuck up just like I have, whatever, but like, you're going to be good. So that's what I want for my clients. I want them to, you know, fly the roost to some degree and, and do what they need to do. So, 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, some of them I'll keep forever. I would love to keep them forever because they're just fucking great ass people. I know. I'm the same way. Yeah. But it's like, because you get these, you know, it's an emotional connection with a lot of these people because you, you fight through life with them and, and you get to know the ins and outs of their life. And so it's such a beautiful job. This, this job is so challenging, but it's, it's probably the most satisfying job I've ever had. So. Yeah. So everybody, we're going to wrap this up. Here's how we're going to wrap this up today. Christmas is coming. Give yourself the present of self-love. Make a habit. Create a habit. Create awareness around that habit. If you can't even do the habit, just create awareness around that habit to start. Um, start holding yourself accountable. And guess what? If you need help with accountability, reach out to one of us in, you know, in the show notes, we're going to have how you can connect with Kenneth, how you can connect with me. Um, this is like Kenneth said, right? This is what we love to do. And it's not this some grand scheme of making money and building this gigantic business. Um, what we love to do is meet you where you're at and make you better and walk yeah. with you along that journey. So 100%. 100%. Everybody have a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, any way that you celebrate, celebrate, enjoy, go ahead and go off track and then come right back on. And we are going to see you after the holiday. Um, I guess we're out. Have a great week, everybody.